Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. It is currently 6.43 a.m. East Coast time, Monday, January 20th in Boy, oh boy, if you haven't looked yet, there's a lot of weird slates, but fun slates at the same time across all the different sites. You have a 2 o'clock slate starting on DraftKings that is nine games, incorporating games from 2 o'clock to 5 p.m. East Coast time. You have another slate that's a six-game af- six afternoon slate on FanDuel. You have a 7.30 start for a five-game slate on DraftKings at night. DraftKings has their main slate being that night slate in terms of the overall volume of contests and and prize pools but they also have that that nine game slate starting at 2 p.m with a lot of big prize pools not the not their featured main slate but there's some nice prize pools there so i'll be breaking down here the five game night slate at 7 30 p.m it works better for longevity on youtube for content reasons um, but i also will be projecting out this five game slate and the nine game slate so if you are a patron you will get projections for both with my interests i will be playing both slates as of right Right now, as I look at this, there's a lot of injury news on the night slate, um, and a lot of things are going to change throughout the day. I do think playing on both of these slates gives you an edge when people probably are splitting the slates, not putting as much attention into both of them if you can go all in on them, especially when you factor in that the DraftKings slate it starts at 2 p.m., and you're going to have a lot of people working at that time trying to just throw in lineups, and then all the games are done and locked by 5 p.m., so I think you might have an advantage there over a lot of people who might just be getting in random lineups, especially into single entry, three max, cash games, and smaller fields. With that said, if you're new here, welcome to the channel. That's what to expect from this video. That's what to expect from my exclusive content, which I did mention is on Patreon. If you are interested, it is linked up down below. I will link it up above later on in the video when we get to the early interest. You can follow me on both of my social medias, Instagram and also uh, Twitter. I also have a Facebook page. You can follow all those if you would like linked up down below. And if you hit that subscribe button, it helps me out a ton, both on the podcast, how those ears doing, and also here, how's Doan, as I wave to you on the video version of this. Hitting the subscribe button really does help. We're approaching 19,000 subscribers, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, helps me just reach more people and grow this thing that I love to do here uh, in the DFS industry, producing this content for you all. Finally, Fantasy Draft. This video is sponsored by Fantasy Draft. It is rake-free DFS, and before we get into the video, I just want to let you know that you should be checking out Fantasy Draft. They usually have a pick-and-roll contest that is a 2x min-cash, 10 to 13% to first, so very balanced payout structures, and no rake. And what rake is, is if you're playing in a contest that is just, say, $100 total up for grabs, DraftKings, FanDuel, on average, they're going to take about $15 of that and profit it for their for their business model. The business model for Fantasy Draft is to just charge you a subscription fee that comes out to less than 1% of that same type of rake type that we just compared to on 15% DraftKings and FanDuel. You're saving a lot of money in the long run. Check it out. Not the craziest of prize pools yet over there in terms of uh, qu- uh, quantity of them and size of them if you win a, a first place, but you could still win a decent amount. I would say check out Fantasy Draft, and there's a link down below. If you just click that link, it helps me. Um, allows you allows them to let you know that you came from me. Uh, so check it out. Uh, I do think that it is a very, very wise thing to do. Save rake and money as in many as many ways as you can. So with all that plugs, with all the content schedule updates for today in terms of the NBA, let's get into this five-game slate. And man, oh man, for five-game slate, there's a ton of injury news. You have a couple teams on a back-to-back on this one, starting at 7.30, I believe, is lock here. Starting in Boston, Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker will be questionable against the Lakers today. They need both of those guys against the Lakers. Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward uh, will benefit the most if both of those guys are out. If one is out and the other one is in, well, then the other one will benefit as well. In Denver, they played last night. You have Jamal Murray already ruled out in this one with an ankle injury. You have Paul Millsap questionable with a knee and Gary Harris questionable with a groin injury here. 
the benefits of this is if Jamal Murray, well, he's, I don't know if he's officially ruled out. I have him as out because they said he was going to miss for four weeks. You can put him as doubtful if you would like. But with Murray out, Marcus Morris um, or, or Mark, more, wow, uh, Monty Morris, uh, Will Barton, and Nikola Jokic are going to benefit there. Paul Millsap, you're going to have Jeremy Grant benefit with Mason Plumley, Nikola Jokic as well. And then Gary Harris being out will help Malik Beasley, Monty Morris, Torrey Craig, and just a hodgepodge of guys who are going to fill in for Gary Harris, who was not really a great fantasy producer, and neither are any of those guys aside from the huge game Malik Beasley had two games back that went into overtime. For Golden State, Glenn Robinson the third is questionable with an ankle. Usually plays around 30, 32 minutes in this rotation. It's going to help guys like Jordan Poole, Alec Burks, Damian Lee, Eric Paschal. All those guys should see a little bit of a minutes bump and slash stability. And then Jacob Evans, their shooting guard, is going to be out today with a concussion. Helps probably Jordan Poole the most, but also your Damian Lee's, your Alec Burks, probably stabilize, stabilize around 30 minutes. For the Lakers, Anthony Davis is out. Or is going to be questionable today. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, LeBron James, JaVale McGee, and Dwight Howard would benefit if he misses with the glute injury. He is at 10,200 in this matchup against Boston. And Rajon Rondo is questionable with a finger injury. Alex Caruso, Quinn Cook, the backup point guards would get more run. For Minnesota, Alan Crabb, their newly acquired player, is going to be questionable in that trade with Jeff Teague and Trevion Graham. He's going to be questionable with an illness. Josh Okoji, Jared Culver, Shabazz Napier, those types of players would benefit the most here. For Phoenix, a couple injury news here, uh, decent ones too. Uh, good news to note in terms of the minutes changing up. Kelly Oubre missed the last two games with a concussion, probable today. Hurts McCall Bridges, who's been playing huge minutes, taking on that Kelly Oubre role, but it hurts a lot of this rotation. McCall Bridges moved to the three and played all his minutes there. That allowed Dario Sarge to play a ton of minutes at the four. It allowed Cam Johnson, when healthy, to also pick up more minutes at the four. Um, and what you ended up seeing there was just huge games in terms of uh, minutes and also pure points in the last one out for Dario Sarge. Similar things can be said for McCall Bridges. So with Kelly Oubre back, he's back. He's going to play all his minutes at the three more than likely. Maybe control the ball a couple of times as well for some minutes. But then that's pushing McCall Bridges to the four to split minutes with Dario Sarge, which just means that neither of them can really have a huge game minutes-wise if they're both going to be playing 24 minutes each. So that does hurt um, both of those players. You might get Bridges at the three for some backup minutes, but you have Uber playing 36 or so minutes, 34 per game this year, 36 to 38 before he got injured. It's going to hurt a lot of uh, the value, quote-unquote, you can say in Phoenix. Cam Johnson being questionable, this is big news as well. If he was to miss, well, now it helps a little bit with Dario Sarch getting on the court a little bit more in terms of um, at the four. It helps that now you maybe have McCall Bridges at the three, backing up Kelly Oubre at times, and Dario Sarch can pick up even more minutes at the four. So he's questionable with the quad. Keep an eye on that. And then Aaron Baines is actually doubtful today, so this is impactful. You might just see Check Diallo pick up the backup center minutes here. Um, backup center minutes that Baines is playing around 20 to 22. You might just see Diallo play 20, and they give a little bit of a boost here to a guy like um, DeAndre Ayton. You might just see him play 16, and Ayton goes for his 32 minutes. So it might not be as um, impactful as it seems the past couple of days with their big injuries. I would keep an eye on the biggest one being really just what happens with the minutes with Kelly Oubre back. I think it hurts McCall Bridges and Sarge. But if Cam Johnson is out, it will help a little bit. For Portland, Trevor Ariza, who they acquired, is not going to play today due to the trade. He's not yet cleared. Mario Hudzonia, Gary Trent, and Anthony Simons all are going to benefit. And the big reason why is there's no Trevor Ariza to pick up 28, 30, 32 minutes. But also CJ McCollum has been ruled out for a second straight game with an ankle injury. Now, this does help Damian Lillard. This does help Carmelo Anthony, some of the starters. But you saw Gary Trent go off in that last game, played a huge game. He's going to benefit and have to play 30-plus more minutes without McCollum and Ariza there. You're pretty much taking, if you think about it from who they've had there, Kent Bazemore has been playing 30, 32 minutes a game. You're taking him off. He's in the trade now to Sacramento. And the guy who's replacing him, and Ariza is not playing yet. CJ McCollum was playing 36 minutes a game. He's not out there. So, yeah, Trent's going to play a ton of minutes. Anthony Simons, who had a brutal game last time out, like a .55 fantasy point-per-minute performance. And that's what you're going to get from him when he's playing alongside Carmelo and Damian Lillard for a lot of his minutes. 
He's going to have to play 30-plus minutes. And then also Mario Hazonia. Do not sleep on Hazonia, who played damn near 30 minutes in that last game. And again, similar to Anthony Simons, did not play that productive. But those things can switch um, pretty easily. And it's not like you need these guys to drop 30 to 40 points at their price points. They're in the 3K range. You need just, what, 25 fantasy points out of them to take down some tournaments. Finally, Rudy Gay did miss the front end of the back-to-back last night with an illness. Trey Lyles, Lonnie Walker, none of them saw an insane bump in terms of their minutes. They kind of just split it up at the four. Um, and then you saw some of Marcus Aldridge there when Jacopoto came on for some minutes so he's questionable with an illness i don't know if it really matters all that much but just keep an eye on that I'll just skim through the target offense sheet. We don't have all the game totals yet because of so many injuries and it being so early. For this five-game slate, we only have three of the five. If you want the updated version, I will post that over on um, Patreon later today, as well as the updated version for the nine-game slate that starts at 2 p.m., runs through 5 p.m. It's actually a really fun slate, especially if you are somebody who's at work today and you get to watch uh, those games at work, because why not, right? Just put it on the, uh, the, the, the NBA bite streams, whatever it's called. All right, finally, let's get into what we're doing here, and this is just the early interests. We have 20 early interests. My goal is to kind of hand out and really just put 20 on the screen every morning. For five-game slate, there's a lot of injury news like you just saw. So these interests will change. They will manipulate. On a five-game slate, I'll probably have around 40 players in a player pool, depending on how much value there is, 35 on average. So do keep in mind that this is not just the only players that are in play today. These are just the guys that, as I'm going through it, they stand out to me the most for one reason or another, to point them out as somebody I like, point them out as somebody, as you'll see as we get down this, somebody with an orange on their name that I think is worth mentioning why you might want to be a little bit cautious on getting to them. Before we get into it, I'll call out once again that I do have these player projections for all the players that I have interest in, and every single player on the slate that's going to be projected for a minute in my projections, I have those available on Patreon. I'll link it up above. There'll be a little a little eye icon. It'll pop out, say, NBA player projections. It'll pop out a sidebar, and you can click that. It'll open up a new page. Check it out later on or right now. Also, my interest will be in there, and again, I will be projecting the five-game slate as well as this nine-game slate today. You can check that out if you want to support me over there. <clears throat> so, you get to start off, Nikola Jokic had a huge game last night. I mean, the fantasy point per minute production just goes up. Rebounding rate goes up when you have Jeremy Grant next to you and, and, and not Paul Millsap. He'll have some Mason Plumlee next to him at times in this game. They've been very not reluctant to be doing that, so it's, it's good for Mason Plumlee. It's not as great for Jokic, not as great for Jeremy Grant. But it's nothing major. It's not like it's happening 10 minutes a game. It's happening for about four, five, six, maybe six minutes a game. So Jokic, overall usage rate, assist rate goes up without Jamal Murray. The offense just goes completely through him. Shot attempts, he's pulling people out from the line a lot more now. So I do like Jokic at 9,400. This slate, though, this five-game slate is just built to be the 7 and 8K range. There's the Lakers guys at the top. There's Carl Anthony Towns, who's still not getting his minutes. There's Jokic, like I just talked about, 9400 Not a terrible price. You do have value, specifically in Portland on this slate, and we'll get to that. Um, maybe a piece in Denver. But this slate is just built to be 7 and 8K range guys that are just going to project out great for me in good matchups and are way too cheap. Starting here at Devin Booker, but not even specifically with him, maybe even the next guy, but Booker at 8,600 for his 38 minutes that I'm going to be projecting him for here, for his now 32 plus percent usage rate, you're getting 36 minutes per game out of him, but I'm going to project him for 38. He's point guard, shooting guard eligible in DraftKings. Matchup against San Antonio means a nice pace spot. San Antonio playing a much faster pace this year, which is also translating to not as great defense as they played last year. You'll just normally see that when teams are playing faster. So yeah, Booker here, I mean, it's hard not to like a guy who he does get Kelly Oubre back, so maybe some shot volume goes down. But even when Oubre was in there, it wasn't impacting Devin Booker at all. If anything, it was helping the assist percentage. This is a guy whose assist percentage and usage rate, one of the few players you can say in the league, one of the 10, 15 players in the league that has a 30 plus 30 spot there. 
30% assist percentage, 30% plus usage. I like Devin Booker a good amount. Damian Lillard is a guy that I'd be completely fine starting my lineups with at 8,400 against Golden State. You have no McCollum. You have no Kemp Bazemore, which doesn't really matter as much, but you're putting another really low usage, even a lower usage player on the court next to that in, in terms of an Anthony Simons or a Mario Hazonia. So Damian Lillard at 8,400, going to project out for 37 minutes. That's what he's playing on average this year. Going to have a 30-plus assist percentage, 30-plus um, usage rate, very similar to Devin Booker, and he's only 8,400. This is a player who should be $9,400 on this five-game slate. Uh, Damian Lillard might be the best play on the slate. DeMar DeRozan at 8,200, shooting guard, small forward eligible. You're getting huge minutes out of him as of late. You can't project him for 32. You very much can't even project him for 34 at this point. He's playing 36 to 38 minutes a game. And those minutes are huge when you are a guy averaging 1.08 fantasy points per minute, and you get those extra three minutes because now your median projection, instead of being somewhere around 40, starts to creep up to 44. And in good matchups like Phoenix, that's exactly where it'll be for me today. I imagine somewhere in that 40 to 44 range. He, he just came off a of back-to-back last night. I don't think that affects him all that much. I wouldn't be shocked to see Pop sit him, but we haven't seen it this year. Um, at 8,200, DeMar is another completely fine option. Rudy Gobert is too cheap. He should be a 9,000-plus player. He's like, on a matchup against this big Indiana Pacer team, but he has not had problems with that over the last two or three weeks. He's been absolutely dynamite. He's been averaging his fantasy point per minute production-wise the same rates as a player that I would have in here and in, in, in my model as a player who should be about $9,300 in the slate. Once again, DraftKings dropping the ball on salary on the slate only 8,100, hard to ignore. I'll do sort of a brief rankings early in the morning on these 8 and 7K guys once we get through the 7K range now. But through the 8K range, I would rank it as Damian Lillard 1, uh, Booker 2, DeRozan 3, and Rudy Gobert 4, but I like all of them. It's, it's nothing putting down Gobert and DeRozan listing them last. It's just I like Lillard and, and Booker a little bit more. Um, and that's as of right now. That can change when you factor in salary for guys like DeRozan a little bit cheaper than Booker, but it's not that much of a difference. So bonus is only 7,900 coming off of a huge game last night where he damn near went for 60 plus. Um, and now he gets Utah. Tougher matchup for sure against Gobert, especially since Sabonis um, is a little bit more inexperienced. But the good thing that Sabonis has is he doesn't have to stay next to the basket. Gobert's an elite shot blocker. Gobert will be very good right next to the basket and, and really in the paint closer to the rim. But Sabonis is a guy who can take you out to the three-point line. He can shoot jump shots. He's not just a guy who's going to back you down and just be a Mitchell Robinson-type traditional center, a DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen-type traditional center. So the matchup against um, Rudy Gobert should not scare you as much. Yes, it'll be more difficult when you're in there very close. Maybe you get a shot or two blocked. But I'm not too concerned about it for Sabonis, especially when they're going to price him at $7,900. I'm going to project him for 34, 35 minutes on the back-to-back. Maybe you get news that he's not going to play on this one. He's been dealing with some injuries and illnesses as of late the last week or two. But I'm not too concerned. We do have a team total here of 105. Not great, but again, I think it's already built into that price. D'Angelo Russell, way too cheap. He's been hovering around the $7,400 range. He's now at $7,600 in a matchup against Portland with no CJ McCollum, with no Kent Bazemore. The defense here is going to be a lot weaker now when you have Mario Hazonia on the court, Anthony Simons on the court, and D'Angelo Russell is going to be out there as just the the main guy once again. Now, Draymond Green is going to be back in this one. They don't have any Jacob Evans, which is another guard depth that they're going to have to put Jordan Poole back on the floor, which is a low-usage player. They have Glenn Robinson III, who's questionable, already a low-usage player. You take him off the court and you put even more depth on there, it's just going to be Russell's team at this point. The guy's going to shoot 20-plus times a night. You're going to get Russell out there for bigger minutes as of late, not just 28 to 30, not even just 30 to 32. You can rely on Russell getting you 32 to 34 to 35 to 36 minutes at this point, at least over the last week or so. I'll probably project him for somewhere around 34 just to be on the lower end of that because it'll still look very good. A player who on this slate has one of the highest usage rates on his team makes sense when Steph and Clay and all these guys are out at 33% in terms of um, right now what you're seeing from basketball reference at me. And if you went to cleaning the glass, it would probably be somewhere around 35%. 
Hassan Whiteside at 7,500 against Golden State, another really cheap player. And then Malcolm Brogdon at 72. Those, those fill out my, my he, I'm on a back-to-back yesterday, I had a fine game. Um, those fill out my 7 and 8K guys. Now, if I had to rank the whole 7 and 8K range, just very briefly, and, and haven't even done the projections yet, so I would obviously know for sure then. Right now, if I'm just looking at it and trying to get a feel for my projections, I would, I would rank it 1, Damian Lillard, 2, D'Angelo Russell, 3, Hassan Whiteside, 4, Booker, 5, Sabonis, 6, DeRozan, 7, Gobert, and 8, uh, Malcolm Brogdon. And, and like all of them, all eight of them look fine right now. Um, that's very without any projections done, but that's just me knowing how my projections usually look. It'll be somewhere around there, probably off by a couple of guys in one slot or another, but that's where I'm liking these guys. I like Russell in that 7K range. I like Lillard in the 8K range right now. Lamarcus Aldridge at 6,800 in a matchup against Phoenix. They're going to have Aaron Baines out in a matchup where he'll see DeAndre Ayton, who seems to be improving on defense, but nowhere near just great defender right now, uh, where they're going to have Dario Sarge at the four. This is a spot that I really like Lamarcus Aldridge. I imagine he'll be one of the chalkiest players in the slate. You just can't put a guy playing 34 minutes at the center position, or almost all of them at the center position, who's power forward center center eligible, who sees over a 25, uh, close to a 25% usage rate, sees a 20% rebounding rate, We'll pick up block steals and assists, and you can't put him at 6,800. You just can't. Now, I know they've been teasing him, hovering him down in the 7K range, but the second he gets into the 6K range, he's going to become absolute chalk, and for good reason. Carmelo Anthony without CJ McCollum at 6,100. Hard not to like. He probably sees somewhere. And once you get Melo shooting those 15 to 16 shot attempts a game, that's where you can get on get to him at these 6K price points. With McCollum out, you're damn near going to get that as a lock 15 shot attempts with the upside of 20+. plus. Bojan Bogdanovic been playing better as of late. Matchup against Indy is fine here. Um, they're going to be fully healthy. TJ Warren has been healthy. Jeremy Lamb played last night after being questionable. I think at 5,900, he's fine. I probably still prefer Carmelo. And this next guy in Gordon Hayward, who's just 5,600, I imagine he's priced down because of uh, just a matchup. But you're getting 32, 34 minutes a game out of Gordon Hayward, probably projecting for 33. If Jalen Brown and or Kemba don't play, even if one of them are out, it's even better for Hayward. If both of them are out, it's it's an absolute smash play at 5,600. Even if both of them are in, it's a fine spot. So yeah, in this price range, um, in the 5 and 6K range, I would go 1, Lamarcus Aldridge, 2, Hayward, 3, Anthony, and 4, Boyan. Getting into the 4K range where this value lies, I have Dario Sarch, if you're listening on the audio version, as orange. I don't want to play him. Look, you have uh, Kelly Oubre, Brack, Mikel Bridges is going to go to the 4. Those 30-plus minutes the game 28 plus minutes a game you've been getting from Sarge as of late are going to fall back down into the mid 20 range if I had a bet on it and now he's priced up to 4700 Jeremy Grant at 4400 you're getting Mason Plumlee playing minutes alongside Jokic like I mentioned earlier which is hurting the 32 minutes a game that Jeremy Grant can get but if you're still getting Grant out there for 28 or 30 minutes um, with the upside if Plumlee doesn't play alongside Jokic for more then I do like that at 4400 just keep an eye on Paul Millsap did miss last night has missed a handful of the previous games uh, just keep an eye on his status he has not been ruled out yet as I record this Willie Cauley Stein at 4,200 has been getting his minutes back to normal. They did sign Marquise Chris. They got him back a couple days ago. Amari Spellman was playing in the 20s in, in minutes as of late. But now Willie Cauley Stein is back three games in a row, playing these 24, 25 plus minutes a game. Matchup against Portland is not great for him, but you're playing the price at this point at 4,200. And now you're starting to get into some of this Portland value. Anthony Simons is going to have to be forced into another 30 plus minutes of play for a guy who is a bad usage player. 18.6% of the season playing alongside guys like Lillard and Carmelo Anthony. It's just going to take an even bigger hit. He's 3,900. I think he's interesting though, because you're going to get 32, 34, 35 minutes out of the guy. 
Patty Mills at 3,700 had a huge game last night for his standards um, on the back-to-back. Now he gets Phoenix at 3,700. His price point isn't high enough for a guy who's going to continue to play around 24 minutes a game at the guard position and be a very nice and decent usage player off the bench at 20%. I do like that. Picks up assists and actually shoots the ball. And then finally, closing it out with two Portland players. Mario Hazonia. I'm hoping his ownership goes lower here at just 3,500. Did play, I believe, 29 minutes in the previous game. Small forward, power forward, eligible in a good matchup against Golden State. And he's going to have to play that time again without McCollum and and, uh, Trevor Ariza now not being able to play yet due to the Kent Bazemore trade not clearing. So Mario Hazonia is a guy who probably goes overlooked. And I don't think he's a smash play at all. He has a 13.5% usage rate on the season. But when you're comparing him to guys like Gary Trent, who had a huge game last time out, he's my final guy on this list at 3,200. I think he's fine as well at that price point. But people are going to flock to Trent because of the last game, the $3,200 tag. People might still flock to Simons because he's still cheap and they saw the big minutes. And I think people, and he's just normally been a, lot, a popular name in the industry throughout the year when McCollum or Lillard are out. But I think people forget about Mario Hazonia at 3,500 a little bit. If that's the case, I don't think he's a superstar play, but I think he's a very similar play to Trent and Simons in terms of the minutes that these guys will get and their usage rates. So that's where I'm at right now in this five-game slate. Again, this will be uh, the projections will be out later today, as well as the nine-game slate that starts at 2 p.m. I believe one game at two or maybe two, and then a bunch of them start at 5 p.m. And that closes out that nine game slate that does have big prize pools. Won't be covering that just for longevity reasons. If I do that, this video will only be on the shelf, quote unquote, on YouTube for a couple hours. Uh, but I will have those projections for our patrons over at patreon.com. My Patreon is linked up down below. You could also click the little eye above. It'll pop out a little sidebar. You can check that out. And fa- finally, check out Fantasy Draft. That's linked up down below. Even if you don't want to sign up or, or play on Fantasy Draft or you already have, just clicking the link does help me. It takes you over to Twitter. I can't post links in the description anymore. And then if you click that link over on Twitter, hit me with a follow as well. Uh, once you get that, that'll take you to Fantasy Draft, show you the NBA lobby. Either way, it helps me, but also help you by saving you just 10, 15%, 30% on average in your DFS career and rake if you were to kind of transition some of your bankroll or, or all of it over there. Hit the subscribe button before you go. Thank you all so much. Start your week off. The best day of the week is Monday. Start it off right. I hope you have a great start to your week. Thank you so much for tuning into this video. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.